Welcome to the 129th episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. Woohoo! Banana. All right. That's it. That's all you're getting. Yep. Yeah. 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 No, that's fine. I think we all just need to take a breath real quick. Because as I look at everyone's characters, y'all are at least orange, if not red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ain't doing so hot. Yeah. No. Yeesh. I'm going to say a thing I don't think I've said ever on this podcast, and that's I think we need to retreat and heal up. I think that's that's wise. Well, didn't we just finish a big fight? Like, we don't know where anybody else is. We could take a minute and kind of recuperate. We do know that the same person that came in here and was running his fat gossip mouth to the <laughs> giants also ran off further into the complex. So... Oh, that's true. And he didn't come back. I thought he came back with the other, with the second round of things that came at us. They did not come back with the other group that showed up. They just kept running. So I think we should gather up any valuables we can grab here. If we haven't already done that, last episode was kind of a a haze, I think. (laughs) All of us just terrified we were going to die. Yeah. Yeah. As you should have been. Let me give you a description of the uh, let let me do a quick recap and then we'll go into everything. How's that sound? Is this the fastest we've ever gotten to the episode? Wow. I think so. I think so. After I think four or five episodes of combat, I want to get into some stuff. So last episode, you guys finally finished a massive combat where you fought four elite stone giants, four ghastly bears, a guy with a really weird statue who looked skeletal. Oh, right. That was the motherfucker that was. (sighs) Yeah. He had a weird statue, you said? A staff. Sorry, staff. It has like vines and black fire coming out of it. And then they also brought in two more stone giants. So you guys fought six stone giants, four bears and this creature. Their bodies litter the floor in this room. And as we mentioned beforehand, the Scarlet Triad member who came in and warned everyone ran out through the north exit. So they ran to the north out of the room. Six nooks have been carved out of the walls of this natural rock chamber. Each nook is heaped with furs and animal pelts to make a large bed. A tunnel leads out to the east overlooking the quarry pit and a large fire burns in a pit near this opening. So that would be this opening here, which you can look out into the quarry. Oh, hey, did we fight the, the one stone giant that we saw and tried to avoid coming in? So that wasn't a stone giant. That was a shadow giant. Oh, yeah, that was a different kind of giant. Yeah, it was a different type of giant. So you still haven't seen them. You are all bleeding, bloodied, beaten up. And let's go into exploration mode. Hey, uh, let me know when you're all ready to go. I've got something up my sleeve. Oh, no. Not sure I like the sound of that. How is everybody feeling? Real bad. <coughs> Let's all gather around and get some medical aid. Can you all walk? I think we need to maybe grab what we can in this room and then retreat back to either the room before or maybe out of the quarry for at least a couple hours to patch ourselves up. Okay. Yes, that sounds like a plan. I'm sure Jasper will enjoy some eyeballs while we're preparing. <laughs> and he is indeed pecking out as many eyeballs as he can. He's feasting. Oh, grape flavored. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Are you sure we can all walk? Yes? I think we're all ambulatory. Okay. My legs haven't failed me yet. Ooze bloody and it's her own blood. <laughs> oh no, poor baby. It's the first time in a long time it's been this bad. Like that was, that, I think that's the toughest fight we've ever had. Yeah. So for the audience who can't see character sheets and everything, Ooh is at 11 out of 184 hit points. She's just crusts. There's no pizza left. Poor baby. <laughs> Soraya is at 44 of 138. Twin Talon is at 38 of 151. Knife Sword's at 25 out of 72. And Brianna has the most hit points left with 66 out of 162. Not to mention that both Knife Sword and Ooh are wounded one. Yes, I think maybe a night's rest somewhere safe. Would do us good. Tasani is at 18 out of 92. No! So Twin Talon is going to try to make the best of a bad situation. And I feel like last episode, we just like ended right after the fight ended. Is that accurate? Yes, that is accurate. There are six stone giant bodies littering the ground. All right, so Twin Talon's going to make right for the big stony guy, big skeletal guy, because he seemed to be in charge. Like they all have skulls painted on their faces. It feels like they were following him. So he's going to try to get anything he can off of that body, look around, and he would encourage everyone else to do the same to the other bodies and then get the hell out of here. Yeah, I think I'm going to check out the stone giants. A couple of them anyway. Okay. Ooh, what are you going to do? Lay on the floor. Catch your breath. Rob, what is Knife Sword doing? Knife Sword's holding his actions until we start to leave. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Haya, what is Brianna doing? I feel like Brianna would likely defend because she's still very jumpy and will likely expect something else to like sneak up behind us and attack us. So she'll kind of keep an eye on everything while her companions are gathering as much as they can. And then she'll be sure to defend them once we uh, leave this place. Yeah. Yeah. They sound like they're made of money. <laughs> In the bag. In the bag. In the bag, in the bag, in the bag, in the bag. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to make looting real simple here. On all of the stone giants, there is a plus one striking great club. And are you going to take all of them? All right. So you get six of those. There's a sack for holding rocks. Oh, so I think it's gone now. But one of my favorite part of fighting giants in it may have been Pathfinder one, but definitely in three five was the giant sack. And a giant sack was a thing that all giants had. It's not what you think, Heidi. It was a bag. And there would be like a percentile table with like a hundred different items. And basically we would roll and you would get three of them or however many, many, depending on the giant or whatever. And it would just have these random assortment of stuff. So I'll, I'll never forget. There was one point where I was GMing and Brent was playing. If you don't watch the Twitch show, Brent is one of the players on the Twitch show. He plays Raynell on that show for now. For now. Hopefully. I mean, at the time of this recording, he's still playing Raynell. Raynell hasn't been murdered yet or hasn't run away too far to be out of the game. Anyway, he found a block of salt was one of the things he found. It was like a block of salt. It was like one foot by one foot by one foot cube of salt. And his character decided to make it into a necklace. <laughs> so he basically bored a hole through it and put it on a rope and he wore it around his neck. I, I forget wh where that came up. And he also, that character also, I think, had a an anchor for a belt buckle. I don't know. It was a very... <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like he has found the more accurate version of Flavor Flav. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a clock, it's actual salt. It's a spice. Yes. <laughs> and I, I think it was something where, like, at some point in the campaign, he figured out a way to use it for something, like, constructive. So, but it was it was always fun. Was it, was it to transform into, like, the darker, hotter 
smarter version of himself. No, sorry. Dang it. Get my Yu-Gi-Oh joke, y'all. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, forget, I forget what he did with it, but it was always fun. And I definitely had a friend, uh, my, my friend Greg, who I don't know if he just hated like random tables or whatever, but he never really enjoyed it. But everyone else at the table enjoyed it so much. And then his like unenjoyment of it was like fueled our enjoyment even more. I don't know. Maybe we're just bad friends, but I, I just loved <laughs> the giant sack. Like it was just a thing, and I don't think it's in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And if you are a person, God help you, who is influential in Pathfinder 2nd Edition and also listens to this podcast, which I feel like is a very small sliver in a Venn diagram, please bring <laughs> back the giant sack. Like I maybe can't convince you to do anything super transformative, but if you could bring back that random giant sack table, I would really appreciate it. Well, I, I'm smelling some uh, Patreon homebrew content. Ooh. Oh, maybe. You know what? I'll do that. That's good. That's that's a good piece of content. That is worth my time. Thanks, Christine. <laughs> You're welcome. Sadly, this sack is not that. It is a empty sack. Well, it's not empty. When you open one of those sacks, you find rocks, not birds, but like throwing rocks, giant throwing rocks. I mean, anything's a throwing rock if you throw it hard enough. So it could be birds. It's not a rock. It's a boulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice boulder. Matt, as you look at this body of this creature, as you approach it, you notice that the entire body, all of the bones and everything into it crumble to dust almost immediately. And all that's left is the robes and the staff. Can I make, I'm guessing, religion check to see what this is? The creature? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Like we defeated it and immediately crumbled to dust. Like that seems unusual, but I don't know. Seems like some undead shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the skeleton, walking skeleton, kind of gave the undead part away. Oh, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure Brianna had a grand old time mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago, but yes. Yeah. So that's a 35 with a natural 20. I don't know if that's 20 matters, but 35. It does because that makes it a critical success. Ooh. So I will tell you that this is an uncommon, neutral evil, large undead creature named Jagaki. J-A-G-G-A-K-I. Is that the type of creature? A Jagaki? Nope. That is his name. Oh. He is just an undead creature. And do I know what type of creature he is? You know what? Because it's a critical success, I will tell you that you can tell. I don't know how you can tell, but you can tell that they are a lich. Oh, no. That means he probably ain't dead. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? He probably ain't dead because. OK. Because <laughs> I heard. <laughs> I heard. Oh, he was probably in Les Mis. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Classic, classic lich hey, behavior. time, <laughs> Do not forget my name. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Little did you know, you see a number printed on him. 24602. Oh, <laughs> cop out. Let me the sequel. Oh, no. So this is where he ended up, I see. <laughs> Okay, sorry, sorry. Back to... Uh... <laughs> yes, this is a lich. So does Twin Talon know that he's basically not, as Christine said, he's not dead. He has been, basically he's retreated to his phylactery somewhere? Yes. That's why he crumbled to dust. This body went away and he's retreated into wherever his phylactery is. On the robes, I'm going to tell you that because, again, it's a critical success, you see religious markings 
to Minder Hall. Okay, which Brianna described to us previously. I remember that because I thought it was Aridin because I'm a big dumb dummy who rolled a one. Bless. I mean, yes, but you see <laughs> markings of Minder Hall on his robe. Okay. Does he have any interesting stuff that we can take? so that no one else here takes it? Just the staff. Okay. Just the staff. I will take the staff and I will grab the robe because I think Knife Sword has expressed some interest in it. Okay. And I will shake all of the lich bits out of it as I can. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> one hand just like covering my mouth. or Actually, Twin Talon has that red scarf, so he'll pull a red scarf up over his face to cover his mouth as he shakes out the bone dust or whatever. Is lich dust still a component for things? I feel like that was a thing once upon a time. I don't know. I'm not a spellcaster and I do not know. Just so you know, that's what uh, I'm sharing you with the picture of what Jagaki looked like. Ah, yeah, just one of the stronger Draugr from Skyrim. Gotcha. <laughs> but look at those nails. That's what he really wants to show off. He's just like, I got, just got my nails, dude. <laughs> yeah. like smoking. Look at my shadow nails. <laughs> I'd like to uh, go and grab anything that's left with that lich, you know, take out a little broom, a dustpan. <laughs> You sweep it into the backpack. Yeah. Why? No. Dust goes into the bag. (laughs) Into Into the the bag. bag. Ah. Into the bag. What's in the bag? As Twin Talon, this is where the body was directly to the north of the campfire. You do see a hallway to your left heading to the west. If you want to pile of bones. Twin Town will very stealthily sneak up just to the entrance and kind of look left and right. I'm not trying to get in a fight with no hit points and the whole party basically dead. All right. Let me just roll a quick secret stealth check. Okay, great. Super good. Wait, where'd you end up? Just to the northwest. I think Brianna will at least come up and peek around just to make sure you're okay. All right. So as you turn the corner, you see the walls of this large crumbling chamber are carved with three images of massive bears wearing slabs of stone as barding. The bear images are arrayed outward from a wide opening to the south as though protecting it, and green gemstones glitter in each of their eye sockets. Another passage exits to the east, and an opening in the north wall provides a third exit. So their exit to the north is where you can assume that the Scarlet Triad member who's been fleeing from you either fled to the north or to the south, and then the east exit is the one that overlooks the main chamber. Okay. I'm going to send Jasper to kind of do a quick loop around that main chamber and make sure that we haven't alerted the shadow giant. He actually has a plus 13 to his stealth, so. Okay. Even if the shadow giant sees Jasper, they might not recognize what the significance of that is, which is, yeah. He's a tiny raven that's like a funky color. (laughs) Very far away. Aw, fleshy raven. He's my little fleshy baby. (laughs) All right. So Jasper flies out to make a looky look. Haya, what would you like to do? I I moved up to ensure that Twin Talon wouldn't do a retrancas and poke at more things up here and just ensure that he is safe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Heidi, are you still lying on the floor? Yes. (laughs) Poor baby. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Knife Sword, you also moved up there. Would you like to do anything? Oh, I'm just waiting for everyone to start moving to the exit. Oh, did we grab the staff? Twin Talon has it. I don't think we've checked out what it do exactly, but... Actually, you know what? Because of the natural 20, I'm going to roll that over because, you know, 
It's a plus one striking staff of greater necromancy. This twisted and grim looking staff is adorned with hideous skull and bone motifs. While wielding the staff, you gain a plus two circumstance bonus to checks to identify necromancy magic. You can activate it to cast a spell. Effect, you expend a number of charges from the staff to cast a spell from the list. On the staff, the cantrip chill touches there. First level, Grim Tendrils and Ray of Enfeeblement. Second level, Deafness, Gentle Repose. Third level, Blindness and Vampiric Touch. Fourth level, Grim Tendrils and Vampiric Touch. Ooh. I'm going to walk over to Twin Talon and start patting him with my hand and just looking up at him with his biggest puppy dog eyes I can and be like, can has stick? <laughs> The stick that's like three times your size because he's large and you're small. What are you going to do with that, bud? <laughs> it fits my particular idiom. Brianna will squint. <laughs> That knife sword. I think she's in denial <laughs> as to what flavor of chaos he is. Well, remember that healing magic in this game is also necromancy. I mean, by the tightest of technicalities, that is correct. <laughs> I mean, necromancy is just the manipulation of bodies, living or dead. <laughs> mostly dead. Well, mostly dead. So are you giving knife sword the stick or are you going to hold on to it to a talent? I mean, I will give him the stick and the robe. Good luck. Good luck with this large, this giant's robe and stick. Okay. I just feel like I don't know if you've ever seen a dog grab a stick that's way too large for them. There's like mostly mostly dragging it behind them. They're very <laughs> excited to have found it. Yep. I feel like that's the knife sword thing. That's accurate. Rob, I have put it onto your character sheet and have equipped it in two hands. <laughs> Uh, practicality, be damned. I'm kind of like wobbling back and forth. Like, uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Twin Town is just going to like perceive at this place. Do I hear voices or noises coming from either the north or the south? You hear noises, what sounds like panicked explanation coming from the north. Oh, we got to get the fuck out of here. All right. So Twin Town will turn around and be like, there's more of them to the north. We got to get out of here. And he'll start ushering people back and waiting to see if what Jasper finds out from his recon. Okay, so it looks like everybody's leaving now? Yes, but we have to come back this way. Okay, my plan's going into effect now. Okay. Oh no. I'm casting Bullhorn. What? Okay. Okay, Rob, what does that spell do? I'm scared. You amplify your voice loud enough for you to be heard easily at a great distance. For the duration, your voice can be heard loudly and clearly by all listeners within 500 feet, even if other ambient noise would otherwise block the sound. Despite the volume, this doesn't make your voice jarring or distracting. This doesn't increase the range or area of other auditory or linguistic effects, and physical barriers such as walls and doors still block or muffle your voice as normal. Your voice makes it easier to coerce others, and the acoustics assist in performing at a large venue. You gain a plus one status bonus checks to coerce and to auditory performance checks to perform at large venues. You can dismiss the spell. At fifth level, it is heightened, and your voice can clearly be heard up to 1,200 feet away. You don't have seventh level spells yet, do you, Knife Sword? No. So people can hear you clearly up to 1,200 feet away. It's a shame we didn't have time to booby trap this area that we're vacating. And then I'm going to stop bullhorning and I'm going to do a ghost sound of mechanical gears. Like clunk, clunk, clunk. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's trying to make them think that 
we've booby-trapped the area behind us as we're escaping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, knife sword. Never change. I'm going to make a roll here, uh, a secret roll. Should I use my deception? He gets the, the extra to coercion. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> an intimidation check versus their will DC. So let me roll that intimidation. Or wouldn't it be deception? Uh, Yeah, I'll give you deception. It's an extra four points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are trying to um, lie to these people. <laughs> and hopefully it works. Where is the group going? Back the way we came. Yeah, Twin would try to usher people and help Ooh up if she's still on her back and get everybody moving to the south, which is the way that we came in here and get the hell out of this compound. Are you leaving the quarry completely or are you? I think we need a day to like 24 hour rest. We might. <laughs> or at least a night's rest. Yeah. Okay, I'll leave that up to the spellcasters. Personally, I think that with the way healing works in Pathfinder, I mean, Brianna's got lay on hands. So every 10 minutes she can give people, I want to say like 24. No, it's more than that at this point. It's six times six, 36, 36 hit points. I'm basically down to cantrips, so. And I think I no longer am able to lay on it. I'm pretty sure I've used it once. Right, but it's a focus spell, right? So you can refocus? Correct, I was going to say. So if needed, I can have like 10 minutes before we leave or right outside to just quickly or give me 10 minutes to, you know, thank Saran Ray. And yeah. My point was just that we could either retreat to just outside the quarry for as many 10 minute sessions as it takes for you to refocus, cast, refocus, cast, refocus, cast. Or if the spellcaster, uh, you know, we have a blood mage in the group. So if the spellcasters are out of juice for the day, then maybe we do retreat far enough that we spend the night somewhere else. I, I think I am very low. And I know my sword said he was down to cantrips. Okay. So yeah, then I think we should just get out of here. We can come back later. Yeah, I feel bad if anybody else is trapped here, but... If we're tapped, we're tapped. One more day as opposed to us dying and not saving them. Correct, yeah. I'm with you on that. So Jasper flies back in and reports that the Shadow Giant is still in the main area. However, there seems to be water coming from the north of the quarry, and it looks like it's flowing into the cages. Let me bring you back to the very beginning map. So this is a place where they were bringing prisoners, right? Yes. Brianna actually heard muffled cries of help from within the pits. So they're now drowning the prisoners. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it is slowly beginning to like trickle somewhere. Water is flowing down from the north up here. If you zoom all the way out, you might be able to see my pings. Oh, shit. Right. Oops. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> all the way up here, you see water beginning to flow down and start to slowly fill up the graded cages. We cannot leave them behind. We we have to do this now. We're going to die. So it's running slow enough that you think you could heal. But if you left, completely for the day, you can make a educated guess that it would drown the people in there. But Sean, like we're hundreds of hit points down. How much does Brianna heal or with her lay on hand? 36. 36. Okay. And you can still medicine people, right? Treat wounds? No, you can do each person once. 
and then they're immune for an hour. Well, I guess they're immune for an hour. Never mind. I was thinking it was a day. That's battle medicine. For an hour, yeah. We have healing potions, don't we? We do have some. Okay, so it's a trickle, you said, of water? Yes, it's trickling down. Like, it's slowly... It would probably, because there are four pits, it would probably take like an hour to get a couple inches. Okay, don't hate me. (laughs) I'm not. Who found that bag of rocks? (laughs) And how big are they? I mean, there's giant sized rocks. I don't know that we brought them with us. They're giant bags, like they're heavy. Perfect. I'm a strong person. (laughs) Yana, what are you thinking? Well, buy us some time. Perhaps we can use the rocks to stopper the water as best we can for some time to buy us a bit more than just an hour. Well, it's an hour for a couple inches, not like an hour to fill them. My concern is that to do that, we'd have to go to the north end of the quarry. Between us and the north end of the quarry is the giant in the middle, and there are holes all along the quarry that we've seen. Each one of the rooms we've been in has looked out over the quarry, looking like someone could get out that room to get into the quarry. So if we do that, if we head to the middle to get those rocks and put them over there, I think we're going to get swarmed. It's not a bad idea. I just don't think we're going to be able to do it before we die. You can see Brianna's very, not very smart brain kind of fight with her. Must help people, but also cannot do. Only crust friends now. Uh. <laughs> okay, well, let's do some math. So I know I'm I'm down about 90 points. So that would take half an hour to get Saraya up to full if we're just relying on Brianna. If it's half an hour for everybody, that's what, two and a half hours. They'd probably be up to their knees, but they'd be okay. 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 So I'm looking at your consumables right now. Twin Talon. In the bag of holding, you have Healing Potion Minor, Healing Potion Lesser, and then an Elixir of Life Lesser. That's just in the bag of holding right now. Soraya, you currently have a moderate healing potion. And in the group loot, there are two potions of healing moderate. The moderate healing potions do 3d8 plus 10 each. The healing potion minor does 1d8. Lesser does 2d8 plus 5. And the elixir of life lesser does 3d6 plus 6. I have a question. What is overcharge on an item? So overcharge on like a wand or a staff, you can use it again and then you roll a d20. If you roll a 10 or below, the item is broken. If you roll 11 or higher, the item is destroyed. Okay, I have an idea. Can anybody do that, or is it just... Anybody who can use the item, yeah. So I have a Wand of Dimension Door. Now it's once per day, plus overcharge. So could theoretically, um, maybe I'm this where we wanted to like block up the water, could someone Dimension Door over there, drop a rock in and Dimension Door back, and then we can escape? I don't know what the distance on Dimension Door is. It says, instantly transporting yourself and your name you're carrying from your current space to a clear space within range that you can see. Oh, it doesn't tell me the range though. Uh, this is a fourth level spell. I will look that up. I appreciate this discussion creativity. How many charges are left on the staff? There's only one charge on the staff. No, the necromancy staff, the one we just picked up. I'm sorry, the dimension door is 120 foot range. Oof, we'd have to be way closer than we are. Yeah, each of these squares is like 40 feet, I think. Yeah, it's something crazy. Or no, Sean made this square smaller, but still. Yeah, how many charges does the necromancy staff have? Uh, you can cast each spell once. Do we know which ones have already been cast? You do not. I mean, I I will tell you, they did not use anything from the staff. They were only using their own spells. Okay, so I mean, that gives Knife Sword some things he can do if we do want to just heal up and enter battle because he's got the Necromancy Staff. Also, I'm going to give Knife Sword, I'm going to regret this later, but I'm going (laughs) to give Knife Sword a Wand of Widened Lightning Bolt. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dropped over. What have you done? <laughs> I'm just trying to give him some some ammo. But for the first 10 minutes, so I guess we retreat as we're leaving. We see the water start to go into the things. So I think we need to maybe retreat back into the first room where the Scarlet Tribe member was. And since this all happens in, I'll say 10 foot, but 10 minute increments, we should have somebody healing within with the first 10 minute increment, uh, whether that be Brianna or Brianna focusing while someone else heals. And then while those two people are doing that, one or two people, the rest of us should be drinking every potion we have. We can also keep sending Jasper up for recon to see how bad the water's getting. Mm -hmm. But I think to Sean's point, we can't just leave for a day. I have two minor healing potions, a lesser and the lesser elixir of life. What's everybody else got? I think I have a moderate and there's two moderates in the group loot. I was looking through everyone's gear while you guys were planning and I think you two are the only two with potions currently. Okay, so to kind of make this go a little bit faster, Christine, you're going to drink your potion, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Which is, and you have a moderate, you said? All right. Yeah, I have a moderate healing potion, I believe. All right, so you heal 27. And is that the only one you have? Yeah, that's the only one I could find on her sheet. Yeah, that's the only one I could find on her sheet. So we will heal, because you guys can chug those potions, and then the only thing that'll take time is, let's see, Brianna does not have any potions, but you can be meditating to gain your focus point. Yeah, that'll be what Brianna's doing. All right, so Twin Talon is going to give the Elixir of Life Lesser, which is the 3d6 plus 6, to Ooh. Okay. Elixir of Life Lesser. That gives 13 back to Ooh. All right. And then he'll drink one of the minor healing potions. Gives you five. Okay. He's going to give the healing lesser to Ooh as well. It's another 11. And he'll drink the other minor healing. And then he is going to cast his one spell that he knows, which is Heal Animal. He's going to cast that on Taisani. No. All right. And don't forget, you still have two healing potion moderates in your group loot. Okay. And I have an unusual alchemical bomb. Someone wants to drink that. No, don't drink that. So 19 and 25 for last two potions in your bag. I mean, I probably would have given at least one to Ooh because she's got the most hit points to gain. Yeah. And then who wants the 19? I'll give that to Brianna because you need to stand in front and take damage, sorry. All right. I'm giving you hit points so that you can lose these hit points. <laughs> oh, got it, thanks. <laughs> and who are you hitting with 36? Or no, you're, you're meditating, right, for the first 10 minutes? Correct, yes. Okay, and then heal animal for Taysani is 1d8. It's heightened five. It's, it's heightened five, yes. So it's 68 plus eight times six, 48. I got the 48. I just need the 8d6. 68. Or 68. <laughs> one plus one plus two plus one plus one plus one. 29. Nice. Blood squirts out of Tasani's eyes as she is fully healed. Yay. I wish you all were animals so that I could heal us way faster. Like, <laughs> guess we are. We're nothing but animals. <laughs> and then Twin Talon, having given out all the potions that he has access to and done his one spell, will go back to, he'll, he'll refocus as well. Okay, great. Heal us like they do on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> <laughs> so how much does Lay on Hands heal? 36. 36. All right. So for the first 10 minutes, who's getting the first 36? Whoever is lowest, I'd say. I heard ooh. Ooh, it is. Yeah. Ooh needs 124. Lord almighty, poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> Pity me. 
<laughs> oh, sweet girl. <laughs> so it's going to take you 30 minutes to heal Ooh. Let's just go 10 minutes by 10 minutes. Okay. So Twin Talon refocused, Brianna refocused. So Brianna casts her spell for the second 10 minutes. If Brianna is going to be refocused, casting, refocused, casting, then anyone who's decent at healing should probably do non-magical healing while she's doing that. That's true. Medicine. Good call. So is anyone better than trained at healing besides Brianna? I don't think so. I mean, would it be better served if, if I did medicine or is that going to take longer? Well, for 10 minutes, you can either refocus or you can do medicine. So if you're going to refocus, I can do medicine. They're immune for an hour, but we might be here for an hour. You know what I mean? So Ooh has a is trained, but has a plus not not a bad plus to their medicine. Twin Talon, you are also trained and you don't have a terrible plus to your... I'm trained and I have a plus 14. Yeah, basically, if you're trained, you can only hit 15. Like, that's that's the number you're shooting for. Right, but you can also crit. No, I understand that. But my point is that 15 is your target number. So just look at your bonus in that way. Like, will you succeed or not? I mean, I have a plus 14 and if I'm aiming for 15. Yeah, exactly. So my point is that if three of us are trained while Brianna is refocusing, we can do three medicine checks. Four of you are trained. All of you are trained in medicine. Are we? Nice one's trained too? Yeah. I don't like to let that get out. <laughs> the only way he can fail is by rolling a natural one. So So the other four of us could just go in like a, a daisy chain of healing. All right. So everyone roll medicine. You're aiming for a 15. If you get a 25, it's 4d8 healing. And here I was just hoping for some mouth to mouth. <laughs> I can heal you that way. <laughs> Oh, so many shifts. Everybody but me, right? I'm I'm refocusing. I'm sorry, my brain is. Whew. Yeah, you're just refocusing. All right, so knife sword heals thyself for two d eight. Everyone else heals themselves for four d eight. Okay. At eleven on four d eight. I got nine. Ooh, got twenty. Nice. <laughs> and Twin Talon got eighteen. Now, are we immune to all medicine checks or just like medicine checks from the same source? All medicine checks. You're immune to treat wounds for one hour. So then in the next 10 minutes, Brianna casts Lay on Hands again and refocuses. She can, if that's what Haya chooses to do. If that's what you want to do, yes. Yeah, that's definitely what I would want to do. It looks like either Knife Sword or, I can't really tell, or Twin Talon are worse off. Yeah. So another 36 to, who Who do you want the 36 to? Who is worse off between them? Knife Sword's at 34 out of 72. Twin Talon's at 64 out of 151. It doesn't matter. Just pick one and the next time pick the other one. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do Twin Talon the Knife Sword. All right. And then the next 10 minutes goes by... Knife sword is fully healed. Nice. And do you want to keep working on everyone? Yeah, absolutely. Until everybody's full. All right. Next 10 minutes goes to Twin Talon. I still have 19 hours remaining on my mage armor. Nice. Yeah, and by the time you heal everyone, like healed knife sword twice, me twice, and then everyone else once, that's more than an hour. So like anyone, we could do medicine checks on ourselves again. All right. So after about an hour and like 10 minutes, you guys are fully healed. In that time, Jasper has been doing loops around for you guys. Nothing is really changing. The shadow giant is just looking and the water is, it has not increased its rate of flow, but it is definitely, you can see that it is all being diverted to different, each one of the four chambers and filling up where the captives are. So you said it would every hour be roughly a few inches. 
Yes. So it's probably like ankle deep. Yeah. Oh heck, it's up to up. To, uh, oh gee, it's up to my knee type deal. Yeah. Oh heck, it's up to my neck. So let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not there. It's not <laughs> definitely not there. <laughs> Shell Silverstein, everybody. Shell Silverstein. Oh trick! It's up to my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are lovely. <laughs> Okay, well, are we about to go confront a shadow giant? No, I don't don't think we should confront the shadow giant. I think we need to continue around the compound the way we were going. Because I think if we hit the shadow giant, everybody's going to pour out and we're all going to have to fight everybody at one time. So I think our best bet is to fight them basically last. However, the thing to note is that if you were wounded, you are no longer wounded. How many medicine checks did we do? Just one, right? We each did one, yeah. So in that case, Twin Talon will be leading the group, if that's okay, trying to be stealthy and help everyone else be stealthy. All right. So I'm going to put you guys in the hall, this area that I did, the vestibule, if you will, carved with three images of massive bears wearing slabs of stone as barding the bear images are arrayed outward form a wide opening to the south as though protecting it. Green gemstones glitter in each of their eye sockets. So I feel like the party is like looking that way and Twin Talon and Ooh are at the back of the party at this point if we're facing south. So Twin Talon's going to lean over to Ooh and kind of motion to the green gems. And he's like, before we leave, we'll get those. Don't worry. All right. (laughs) There's also this hallway down. Yeah. We know that the voices were coming from the north. So I think we definitely should explore to the south. Make sure there's nothing of use down there before we head to fight the rest of the yeah, everything. <laughs> the compound. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, fight the everything. Find us some pirate's booty. <laughs> so who's leading the charge into that room? I thought Twin Talon wanted to. No, if not, I'll do it. That's fine. Yeah, Twin Talon's actually looking to the north to make sure no one's coming that way. Are there still voices coming from there? Because it has been about an hour. Oh, that's a good point. You don't hear anything from the north. Oh, I don't like. Do we hear anything from the north? No. Nah. Nope, that's the wrong voice. Nope, doesn't matter. So I was a Kennedy for a moment there. That's definitely wrong. You do not hear any voices from the north. Voices from the north. <laughs> All right. Twin Town's going to be shoving everybody to the south. Go, go. Just go look at what, it. What? What? Look what? Let's go. South. Got it. Brianna will lead the charge. Hamas. <laughs> okay. The south wall of this crumbling chamber contains a massive depiction of a mountain with an anvil at its peak. A slab of metal the size of a wagon stands in front of the image. Apparently a combination of anvil and altar. Carved writing covers the other walls of this chamber. Although the writing has crumbled away with the stone in several places, the chamber's only exit leads north. To the north. To the north. Well, that was exciting. All right, let's search the room. Okay, in we go. All right, on the top of this weird anvil, you see layers of animal skin. As you move and dust it, like search around the altar looking for things, you find two unusual scrolls. Is it like play skeleton? Is that why they're unusual or? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Look at the bone structure on her. (laughs) No, scrolls, not skulls, scrolls. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just like, you know, lich porn. Anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Two centerfold scrolls. Yeah. I have posted to the chat the skills you could use to identify what these scrolls are. I will roll a religion check. Great. Apparently, I did it secretly to the point of not being able to even know what I did, so. You're both good. Soraya and Brianna both knock it out of the park. Sweet. Scroll of Cloak of Colors. Casting, this is a level five spell, arcane, 
Occult. Cloak of Colors. A cloak of swirling colors shrouds the targets. Creatures are dazzled while adjacent to it, and attacking the creature causes a brilliant flash of light. A creature that hits the target with a melee attack must attempt a will save. The creature is temporarily immune to the end of its next turn. This effect has the incapacitation trait. On a success, the attacker is unaffected. On a failure, the attacker is blinded for one round. On a critical failure, the attacker is stunned for one round. And the other one is a scroll of sending. You send the creature a mental message of 25 words or fewer. It can respond immediately with its own message of 25 words or fewer. I was data cutting. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> I mean, you can send infinite words, Sean, but after 25, I think to uh, highest point, the data transfer rate goes way down. So like, why even bother at that point? <laughs> nah, after 25 words, you got to pay per word. It's like old school text messaging. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, gross. Spells are dumb. <laughs> pay per message, guys. Adam, maybe it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I remember that commercial. So other than that, you can tell from all of the symbolism in here. This is a altar and shrine to Minderhall. It kind of goes with everything you've been seeing so far. And if you remember back to talking to the owner of the quarry, they shut it down because of weird spookiness and shrines. So this is probably the shrine they found and the weird spookiness, probably a lich. I have a question about the lich thing. Yes. Do we know how long it takes for a lich to reconstitute itself? You do not. Could I make an occult roll to know that? Sure. Remind me, is this a shrine we might want to like desecrate or otherwise get rid of? Probably. Yeah, but it's a big piece of metal, I think. It's an anvil. Yeah, but there are ways to, you know, we don't have to destroy the anvil itself. There are ways to just kind of fuck with it. Draw dicks on it. <laughs> I got a 33. 33. You think it'll take a couple of days for a lich to reform at their phylactery. Where their phylactery is, you're not really sure. So it could be here. It could be across the universe. Who knows? I'm pretty sure he's gonna be back in about 10 minutes. Oh, we should get moving then. Also, I rolled a critical success on that. I'm surprised I don't know anything about it. No, I mean, I forgot you did roll a critical success. Yeah, you know that it's going to take a couple of days for them to reform. Where the phylactery is, though, you don't know. That's for sure. And upon your searching of this room, you did not find anything that looked like a phylactery or that would constitute as a phylactery, so... Hmm. We'll just have to find what this phylactery is in a different location, but this creature cannot uh, go unpunished for it needs to be put to rest. Yeah, but it could be anywhere. Is there something Serenity would have us do to this altar? Having it be made out of metal makes things a bit difficult. I think with some, some time, perhaps in my more um, blacksmithing capabilities, I can repurpose this giant anvil for uh, the dawn flower. But for the moment, there's not terribly much that can be done. Is that more or less correct, Sean? Yes. It's too bad. I heard a story one time of this king of the river kingdoms who found out that he was expected to give tribute to merchant families to continue good trade with them. So he took the gold that they were expecting to get as the donation and melted it into a giant phallus and <laughs> sent it to them that way. And I feel like it's a shame we can't do something like that with this altar to the lich, but I guess we don't know where he lives. Brianna will do a small smile and said, like I said, with some time in my own forge, <laughs> we can do anything. All right. Dimension door. <laughs> 
I believe the saying is with enough knife swords and enough typewriters, you can create Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. I thought it was with enough knife swords and enough gravity wells. What were we talking about? <laughs> anyway, so I guess to the north. All right. To the north. To the north. What is your marching order, just so I know? I imagine same as usual. Who will follow close behind? The hallway's a bit more narrow. It's 10 feet across instead of, I think it was, oh, actually it's wider. It's 10 feet across instead of five. Who's going to sit closer to the front this time so she can get in on the action a little faster? All right, so Ooh with Brianna, followed by Twin Talon, followed by Soraya, followed by Knife Sword and Tasani. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Tasani has to herd Knife Sword. Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Tasani makes sure Knife Sword doesn't run away by standing behind him because she knows that he would never run toward the giant seagull. <laughs> yeah. Robert, you muted. You're suspiciously quiet on the subject. Yeah, a, a little bit. I'm trying to write out my next line in iambic pentameter. Iambic pentameter. Iambic pentameter, I believe is what it is. <laughs> okay. As you enter this dark hallway, you see flickering torches ahead. This natural stone chamber is outfitted as an alchemical lab. You hear the bubbling of beakers and vials working with several tables holding an array of powders, burners and open bags of herbs. An empty iron cage hangs from the northwest ceiling. Exits lead out of this room from each direction. In the middle of the floor, you see a desiccated body, shock white hair of a large, broad-shouldered orc. Everything is very sallow. Twin Talon, you see this Scarlet Triad member who's been running from you in the far east. Okay, so the Scarlet Triad member is at the far end of the room? Yep. Okay. The desiccated orc body is here in the middle. And you also see a scarlet triad alchemist poisoner with a crossbow leveled at the area here. Oh, so they're expecting us. Yeah, little Mr. Tattletail over there. Fucking Tattletail. You also hear from above the flapping of tiny wings. Jasper, is that you? It's likely they're familiar, but um, I can send Jasper to scope things out. I'm concerned that if you do send Jasper in there, he'll get a crossbow bolt through a, a wing. I, they're definitely expecting us. Well, before we do anything... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm going to get initiative set up for everyone, and we will roll that initiative next week. I knew it. Has it been an hour? Boo. It has been an hour. Yowza. Next week, Sean. Next week. Look, a whole episode without combat. <laughs> <laughs> Will our friends make it? Will the stabby, mixtabby, shooty, balty person kill our friends again? Will that person who's crying wolf cry wolf? <laughs> Find out these questions and more on the next Cracked Die podcast. Woo! Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die Podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com 
or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast.